And how do you do against sports fans? This is Ray Silva of the South Texas Board of Sports Podcast. And thanks for joining us on another episode. Don't forget, we drop episodes every Monday on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Podcasts can be found on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Today's guest is out of San Antonio, Texas. He is the godfather of Texas Valley Sports. He's been on before. And I'd like to welcome back for a third episode, Mr. Jose Perales. Jose, how are you? How's everything going? It's going pretty good, Ray. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Many <laughs> thanks for, jo- for joining us again. Uh, so I've got to ask you, you know, last weekend, the wrapped up volleyball season, uh, how did you see it in your eyes? I think it was a successful season. It went better than I actually thought it was. We, I mean, we, we played a test season and I say a test season because we could have allowed many more teams in there, but wanted to keep it as small as possible. And, um, I say that it went very, very well. Um, just, we had good, uh, good reception from the teams, from the players and the coaches and, uh, and the fans. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, for, for me, I felt like it was a, a very good thing that you brought out here because, this is uh, for for me like at least uh like after a college point you know some teams have to go like outside of the united states and play their volleyball professionally and and volleyball is just one is one of those sports that just isn't picked up after college and and i kind yeah. of felt like this was something that okay like you know i just kind of wish that there was a little bit more of this sport here Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And I learned that too. I didn't, I had no idea how much love there was for volleyball, right? Um, until I started doing this and, you know, I'm glad I did. Absolutely. You know, and, and the, what was for you, you got to see a little bit, you had everything on one side of the gym, but I had some on the other, on the other gym before I made that transition to where you were at, but what was probably your favorite regular season game? Favorite regular season game was actually between the Mambas and the Explosion. Um, they they played a full five um, sets. Same thing with the uh, with the Dynamite and the Generals. I mean, there was five game sets. Those are always some of the best games. They're long, but some of the best because they uh, you know they're fighting till the end, right? Mm-hmm. For me, one of my favorite games, at least regular season-wise, was it, it was one of the earlier games in the regular season. I want to take it back to week uh, number two. Uh, I can't remember the team names, but I do remember it being a small a small upset because this team was heavily favored, and they lost the opening set before coming back and just steamrolling the other team for three straight sets like it was a very long first set because it ended 26 28 somewhere along those lines but then when uh when this other team like okay okay now we better show up and play here we we got we got our bell bell rung here a little bit and it was just the pistols i want to say that came back and steamrolled their opponent after that yeah, it was probably on the other side that I wasn't on, but I, I 
I completely know, man, there's some great games out there, um, especially the championship game. I think that was one of our best games, you know, volleyball games I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Talk about a a championship match that kind of, uh, you know, it was it only took one action for the entire game to swing in one direction. Yeah. Well, if you if you really pay attention closely to that game. You'll find out how crucial the first set is because that first set went to the wire. I think what did it go to 29 points, something like that. Yep. It was a and, 29, 27, the first set, if I can recall. Right. And and if you remember, the, the Aces lost that set, right? But had they won that set, they also won the second set. It would have been up two to zero. Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there, you know, saying, hey, it's just the first set, whatever. No, the first set is huge. <laughs> it could have made the, the it could have been the game changer, really. But the game changer, I think, for me, in my opinion, was when the Aces lost Sonia Bernadette. Oh, yeah. When she rolled her ankle. I'm all like, oh, man, this is yep. going to this is going to flip everything and anything. Oh, yeah. All the Place more reason why that first set would have been so important to win, too, because what did she go? She hurt herself in the second set, I believe, right? Early in the second set. It was like a 4-3 second set or probably even in the late in the first set, too. Yeah, where she kind of like rolled the ankle and yeah, believe me that and, and still and they still won. They still won the second set even with her getting injured early. Exactly, so, and it kind of like just set the tone for the rest of the match. You know, you could just yeah. tar- target in on on one player and let's see how they will react. Yeah. Also, another determining factor was uh, number ten of the. Well, the storm, if I'm not mistaken, were man. Oh, she, yeah. Number she 10 only of the show, storm. Yes, where she just showed up for the playoffs. You know, she had been like making a long <laughs> layoff. Yeah. And all of a sudden, come t- come tournament day, yeah. she shows up and she shows up and, and she becomes an absolute uh, unit out there yeah. on the court. They, they were throwing a lot of bombs. I mean, it was Nicole Avalar. That's number 10. Yes. And uh, Laura Mendoza, number eight. I mean, they, at that point, you know, uh, when Sonia Bernadette got injured, you know, between Nicole and Laura on the storm, they, they just started throwing bombs, you know, left and right. Cause they knew, they knew at that point, Sonia wasn't going to be able to jump with them anymore. So, you know, the, the defense went out the door for the aces for a bit there. And then that's why you also got to train, as a team, right, to win, uh, because you can't rely on just one player either. It, exactly, and I just felt like Avalar became that X factor for the tournament yeah. and trying to figure out exactly, like, okay, where do we uh, continue our attack from? Yeah. Where where do we, uh, like, go out and attack this this person you know let's yeah let's battle test her like however. the storm are very intelligent man they uh i mean regardless of whatever happened to sonia on the aces they did what they had to do right you know if the player gets injured they took advantage and even before then i was you know before sonia got injured they were very tactical i saw them picking on a few players in the aces that they felt might have been uh in their eyes the weaker link right which i don't think there's a huge weak link on that team but 
you know, they were they were really trying. I could see them strategizing. Yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, the the Aces were one of those teams. Like, okay, we're gonna pick and we're gonna pick and choose our poison here, and we're gonna try to attack you from where we can and how we can. And yet, yeah. it kind of like it kind of like blew up a little bit in their in their face a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It, 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 they 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 ca- they got caught in in their own game per se right yeah they, they, they got caught in their own game and it like kind of backfired yeah. but one of the and i, and I think the they rely things, a lot on offense too right they they relied a lot on their offense and they completely threw the defense out of the door yeah and also another thing that they were heavily relied on was just using the liberal substitution a little bit too much in my opinion yeah i mean they kind of they kind of picked and choose their spots yes but then when they started like falling behind a little bit you you kind of knew like okay like this is where this is where we're going to expose ourselves a little bit to try to counteract whatever's being thrown at us yeah well and a huge Part of that is also one of their players was missing on the aces. Her name is Stephanie Morales. From what I understand, she's a highly defensive player that helps the liberal a lot too. And uh, she wasn't there. And obviously in the rotation, once they had Sonia in the backfield, they started taking advantage left and right. Yeah. And, and one of those other players that uh, you, you would also suspect to target would also be Giselle Sign. She, like during the regular season, she had her service game was uh, on top. Like, you know, I think she mm-hmm. became one of the better service, uh, uh, one of the better servers that the league offered. Yeah, I saw her improve. So, you know, she started off, uh, you know, a little bit slow. A lot of her, what was happening was a lot of her spikes were going out of bounds. Like if she was hitting them too hard in a way or they, exactly. weren't, they weren't pinpoint accurate. But they started getting more and more accurate as the season went on. Um, her game definitely improved on the offensive side. I would have liked to have seen her defensive side come out more. That would have came in handy in the championship. But, yeah, she was progressing throughout the year. And funny thing is, Giselle actually, you know, from years past, Giselle has usually been on top of that game, like, from the beginning. So it was strange to see her start slow. But, hey, the good thing is she got back to where she, she was used to being. Absolutely. And for me, it's just uh, one of those things where, you you know, you you pinpoint a couple of of things in the match, but what uh, what became what became the wild the wild card factor really became the main factor into the game. But I I do like to switch a little bit of topic and staying within the women's sports side you know one of the things that you've been promoting a lot is women's basketball and i know you've thrown out two team names a little bit and i'll be happy to to let you drop those two (laughs) names if if you want yeah so for basketball you mean yes the women's basketball league i've said you've dropped a couple of logos and one person yeah. has dropped uh, what I like to say a ingenuous team name. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you the uh, the teams that are currently in. I mean, we've only announced this for a few days officially. Um, so teams that have signed on, um, just so you know the names, one of them is the Royals. So we have a Royals team. We have a Players, Inc. team. Oh, my Lord. Yep, there's a Players, Inc. team. Um, we have a Mavericks. <laughs> so the return of the Mavericks, but in basketball here. Okay, okay. I, 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 I like what you're doing there. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we have uh, the Crusaders. Those are That's a football team as well, but uh, they've joined the basketball side of things. So they're going to be playing with us as well. Um, let's see who else we have. Uh, I'm looking them up right now. Can I, can I help you with, uh, with the, with at least two names here that I've seen? Like yep, just go ahead. Toon squad. Well, here we go. Yep. Here's my, here's my name drop bulldogs. <laughs> well, believe it or not, the bulldogs are no longer, it's the Royals now. Oh, so they, they, so bulldogs became the Royals. Yeah, they decided to go with the Royals name. Royals name. Um, they just think uh, it's, you know, they're not in high school no more. <laughs> so, you know, they're going to go away from the Bulldogs name. So they went with the Royals. We have the Crusaders, the Sparks. We have the Players, Inc. And, uh, of course, Toon Squad as well. Uh, here's another name that I saw floating around. The Strike Three Chargers. Mm, strike Three Chargers. They may come into this as well. They're going to be here on the volleyball side. So they're already going to sponsor a team on volleyball starting January. But it's very possible that they also come into the basketball world too. Yeah, that, that was one team name that I saw floating around. And I'm <laughs> all like, no. Like, no, don't do this to me. Like, who's going to fly our drones out there? <laughs> yeah, and, no, They Sean's always been wanting to get his own team. So, you know, he's doing it now. Absolutely. You know, I, got, I just got to ask you, you know, about how many teams are you expecting? I know uh, registration, it, is it still ongoing? It's still ongoing till September 10th. After that, we're just going to stop accepting teams. We're going to max out at 12, you know, right now, I think we're at seven and uh, we won't, we won't let more than 12 come in again. We're going to do like the basketball. We can limit it, cap it, and we're going to run a test season with basketball first. Absolutely. And you know, 12 teams, it was something I knew, but you got 14 in for volleyball and yeah. you know, for me, just viewing women's sports as a whole different thing of, You've you've answered this before, and you were just testing the waters. But now, how is that confidence level gone up for you to to continue uh, progressing in in that avenue? Well, one thing's for sure. You know, volleyball is is I'm confident. I'm very confident now in volleyball. Yet to see what's going to happen in basketball, but confident in women's football right now. I'm confident in women's volleyball. I'm, I'm hoping to be confident in basketball as well for women, uh, which basically is going to spell out that Texas Valley sports is going to be a big player in the women's semi-pro semi-pro sports world. And I'm very proud of that because a lot of people, what they don't know is that when I originally thought of Texas Valley sports, I was originally wanting to make it a woman's league. <laughs> yeah. But 
due to some uh, conflict of interest, I'm sorry, um, some non-compete contracts that I had signed out there, I couldn't do a women's league. So I started it off with the men's. So that's how men's football started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that uh, that contract has expired. I was able to get into women's sports. And well, here we are. And I can tell you right now that the women's side of, of, of sports is definitely thriving. Absolutely. And I, I've got to ask you, you know, you've revealed some of your teammates. You've revealed the cap, mm-hmm. si- uh, the cap size for the league. What are some of the more interesting facets that fans can look forward to in this league? I mean, the biggest, I think, interesting facet is that you're going to have some of the games will be live, right? Not every single one. Um, It just, you know, we go through that alternation, right? If your team is selected to be going live, then you're going to go live. And that's always a big plus because who doesn't like to go home and watch themselves again, you know, how they did and everything in a live setting. Um, So that's definitely going to be there. The the quality that Texas Valley Sports bring is going to be there as well. So you know, and I'm not, trust me, in no way, shape, or form talking down on any leagues because every single league, I, I understand what it is to run a league and, you know, it's not easy. But yeah. I will tell you that, you know, for our games, it's a full four quarters, right? We, we play full games, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's volleyball, we're playing the full, the full spectrum like, of the whole game. You know, it's not like, hey, sign up. Uh, and every team's got 30 minutes to play or 45 minutes and, you know, you're off the next team's up, you know, it's however long it takes, we're going to play a full four quarters, you know, and that's it. So that's the big difference with Texas Valley sports is that we try to emulate it to be exactly like if it would be either in high school or in college or even the pros, right? We, we try. So that's the big difference. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned that the, uh, that the games are going to be four quarters long. Um, and that's one of the things that, that for me, like on a personal level, uh, I deal with a lot because now the women's collegiate game has switched over to quarters. And how did you you come about to following a professional format? How, how do you want – what do you want to learn here in, in this – first season well i want to see like with basketball right like i said okay there's some girls that want to play volleyball great put together a league but i saw like even when we capped out the season right when we capped out all the teams there was still girls blowing up you know our messages at texas valley sports talking about hey i want to join now like it was just a non-stop craze of wanting to play volleyball right and yeah. that to me tells me okay, this is definitely something we have to continue to doing. The, 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 the need for it is here, right? Um, same thing as with basketball. I'm going to see what that need is, right? If the need is strong, we're going to continue to do it, you know? And that, that brings up, like, for example, men's football, right? Um, <clears throat> I know that when we came onto the scene five years ago, I feel like the semi-pro world needed Texas Valley sports, you know, um, the way our format is, the way everything, it just, it blew up. That's why it blew up, right? Is because everybody, there was a need for it and everybody loved it. You know, I feel now, and this is the big debate, right? Is, you know, can we do another men's football season? Absolutely. But do we want to do it. 
we want to do it because the, the woman's side of sports needs Texas Valley sports right now a lot. And as far as the men's go, you know, you're starting to see other leagues pop out, you know, whether they emulate some of the same formats that we use, you know, or whatever it, you know, that's a good thing. But at the end of the day, there are other leagues popping out. There are other places where these guys can play. And it's like, kind of feel like do these guys really need Texas Valley sports now. You know, we came and do what we did. We were great. Our period of time came. And, you know, if it's over for the men's side of football, then it's over. You know, I have other things that and other goals and other places where I can put my heart into. Right. So the big question is, do these players need Texas Valley sports? And if they don't, you know, then we tip our hat, say thank you. We love you. You know, thank you for having us. And, you know, we'll move on. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Jose Perales, the founder of Texas Valley Sports. Joe, I will will leave you with these last few couple of questions. With everything evolving in the women's side, um, and I'm not trying to dip too, uh, too into the future here, but with basketball coming up and then working in the back scenes for football, basketball wise, 12 teams, uh, 15 man rosters, I'm assuming, if I'm correct in that regard. Um, four, yeah. four quarters, 10 minute quarters each. Uh, what's probably going to be the, the, not the cap size teams, but I guess the, the, I, I guess the, the overall thing that you want to see from, from basketball that, okay, you want to, you want to see here year one that maybe you didn't see in year one with volleyball. I do want to pay attention more to the, so, so here's the thing. I, I want to start doing something that happened with football here. See, with football, teams formed and they started gathering a following. And then they started having tryouts. And then they started, you know, it was kind of like, hey, we built this team. We're going to continue to make it grow. And with basketball, I want to see the same thing. Because with volleyball, volleyball is kind of like, hey, let's form a team. We play. And then after the season ends, maybe we'll all split up and go to another team and maybe start our own team somewhere. Like it's, it's a constant shift of teams, right? Team names, team, whatever. And I kind of like to see teams just stick around and grow and be like, Hey, you know what? We got fifth place this year, whatever. Um, but let's grow, right? Let's grow and build. And maybe let's start to draft people, you know, make ourselves better kind of do. I'd love to see that on the basketball side. That's what I'm going to pay attention to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And the last one, you know, Basketball's coming up September 10th, the deadline. And you started registering for volleyball as well. What do those numbers look like early on? And where do you plan like projecting to play that league as to when it could potentially start? Or are you just still studying some of the factors, just looking for let's say a different facility or anything that you can divulge right now off, off the record. Right now we like where we're at Uh, until someone comes and says, Hey, we have something better. You know, at the moment when it comes to volleyball and basketball, 
we like where we're at, where we're at, which is the Boys and Girls Club, the Roni Center. Um, the three dates to know, October 3rd, that's going to be the Texas Valley Sports Volleyball All-Star Game. October 10th is going to be the first basketball day. So that's going to be the opening day of basketball. And then, of course, January, mid-January. Um, I still have to finalize a date, but mid-January, I'd say volleyball starts up again. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on another episode of the podcast. Don't forget, you can find episodes every Monday on anchor.fm forward slash SBS. Jose Perales, Ed, just give us your social media platforms where fans can follow you and find all of your interactions at. Yeah, you just want to type in Texas Valley Sports, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, just type in Texas Valley Sports. That's how you're going to find us. Subscribe to us, like us, you know, follow us. Um, you know, we appreciate it. All right. Many thanks, Joe. Sir. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.